0: You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at questions and topics that are connected to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in our everyday lives. In this episode, we're talking about the question, what does it mean that we were created in the image of God? So one of the things that we know from scripture is that God said that he created humans in his image. But what exactly does this mean and what are the implications of this truth for our everyday lives? Welcome in to Church Unplugged. Welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at CCC. I've got with me the rest of our team, uh, Joe Coffey, Zach Wyrock, and Stacey DiNardo. And our topic today is the image of God. So if you look in scripture, God says that human beings are created in his image. And this is a super important theological truth. But the question we want to look at is what exactly does that mean when God says that? And then also, what are the implications on our day to day life, on our walk with Jesus, on our relationships with each other? Why does it matter that we are uh, created in the image of God? That's our
1: our starting point for today. A good place to start would be to say that whatever image of God means that when you read Genesis one, the, the clear kind of starting point is it means that people are special to God in a way that no one else nothing else is so god makes everything in genesis 1 and there's a rhythm to it you know he'll say let there be this and there's that
2: and then, and then he says get, it's
1: good yeah and yeah. then you get to yeah. people and he says let us make man in our image that's new language right and uh and and he breathe, breathes life into yeah. them yeah. it's yeah. just to yeah. forming them and, and so i think at at the base level it would say that the bible is affirming of everything that god's created hence him saying it's good but that human beings occupy a special place in the heart of God.
3: Okay, so what are the implications of you know I went, even when Zach is talking like that, I, I think man, it shows that we were made uh, to reflect something amazing. Yeah. The worse the you know the worse we look, the more distorted that image gets. The more the the further we are away from being like Jesus. We still have that value, that stamp, but it gets more and more distorted of what we were created to
1: be. It also means that sin is uh, deeply personal to God because right. it is a misrepresentation. I mean, you're, you're given this this value of, uh, hey, you represent me, you are my image, and then the more we turn towards, I mean, this is kind of Paul's whole point in Romans 1, the more we... We turn away from God. The more we are insulting God, we are we are doing violence to the the. I mean, in so much as we're able, we're doing violence to the the name and reputation and representation of God uh, to the world. That's a yeah. We have that on the
3: one side, and on the other side, it means that every person, no matter how distorted, is still sacred. Absolutely, yeah,
0: yeah. One of uh, I remember when I was in seminary, I had to read a book on uh, Genesis for a class on Genesis, and uh, it was written by Francis Schaeffer. And one of the things he said about the image of God that really stuck with me was he described the image of God as the the ability to uh, not respond to God in a mechanical fashion. So what he was Mm -hmm. saying is, you know, God says to the sun, rise, and the sun rises. The sun never looks at God and says, you know what? I'm not sure I'm going right, to come up today. Right. He says to animals, you're going to have these instincts. The earth, you're going to do this. The laws of nature, or whatever. He says how it is, and it's not like the earth looks back at him and says, I think I'm going to spin counterclockwise today oh, or right. whatever the case is. Whereas God can look at us and say, do this, don't do this. He looks at Adam and Eve, and he says, don't eat from this tree in the center of the garden. And Eve says, ah... Uh, I think I'm going to give it a try because right. I'm interested in what's going to happen if I do.
3: Yeah, C.S. Lewis spun that in just a different way where he said that, I think it was C.S. Lewis that said that human beings are the only wild animals. Every other animal, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it is doing Runs exactly what, what it was created to do. Only man, mankind says, I know you created me to do this, but I'm going to do that. Yeah. so
1: Yeah, in some way, the best answer to what does it mean to be made in the image of God would be... Uh, all the ways that humans are not like anything else. That's, that's what it yeah. means, right? So uh, there are things that animals do and plants do that we also do. Right. There's something different about what it means to be human. And all those things, if you could combine describe them, combine them. them. So Schaefer's hitting on one thing, volition, you know, uh-huh. act of wills. Lewis talking about being wild. I, I think in all the ways that human beings are uh, separate, different, uh, capacity greater for than- relationship. Capacity for creativity and imagination. Are, imagination. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that's a good starting point. I, I think the second, a second answer to that would be that we are in God. We are made in God's image, in so much as we are kind of vice regents over the world. So mm-hmm. you have God who creates the world in Genesis one. Then He kind of gives it to Adam and Eve, and says, or to all the people, and He says, "Hey, uh, have dominion over it. Fill right shape, earth, yeah. create, uh, build, and uh, releases." Uh, Human beings to be the stewards Mm -hmm. over uh, this planet, and so part of what it means to be made in God's image is that we are God's representatives, His His caretakers of the planet that He has made, which is a tremendous responsibility. I mean, tremendous, which communicates tremendous worth and value that God would would give us a task like that.
3: Yeah, I remember uh, it was years and years after I was a Christian before I read my first book on. Uh, conservation being a, a Christian value because of yeah. what Zach just said yep. that we're stewards. Where I grew up, in the like, it's all going to burn. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> let's just let's just do what
0: we what we do. Use it up, wear it up. Yeah, true, yeah. Though.
3: And and, the, and the, it was the the liberal left that was saying, you know, we got to preserve our planet, and really evangelicals were not uh, buying into that uh-huh. uh, until. Finally, someone started doing some actual theological work and just saying, wait, what does it mean to be a steward of the planet, and do we not bear some responsibility on how we use resources? Yeah. doesn't what...
1: mean we don't use resources, right. but... Yeah, it's interesting because it's kind of a third way, because you have conservatives who would, uh, at the extreme end, give the impression that we aren't vice regents, we're regents. We're kings over the planet. Right. We, yeah. we use it how we want. We do what we want. And then you have the liberal view on the extreme end, which would almost put the planet above people, right? Right That that people come and go, but the planet is what... And the Bible kind of goes down the middle, saying, well, well, no, the planet itself is not more valuable than people. People matter most to God, but then also people are caretakers of a planet that God has made and declared good, and so they need to steward it in a particular way. It kind of splits the middle of... Of those two views.
2: I was just gonna I think as a Christian who is an image bearer, if I think about this whole conversation, the thing that comes to mind for me is the way I should be viewing, caring, serving, and loving all of the other image bearers in my life that might not be Christians. And so even just approaching yeah, I mean, to the beginning of this podcast, talking about the intrinsic value, the worth that people have that I think we can sometimes overlook or not think about when we look at, uh, if we think about people in our life that are just difficult or hard to deal with. So I don't know, a posture. Why did you look over at me? When you were <laughs> so a posture as Christians, recognizing like our burden for the um, other image bearers that yeah. aren't Christians and that how their value is them. inherent absolutely That's the thing yeah. it, it
1: isn't this idea
2: that it's how fast
1: you run or how high you no, jump or how strong you are no anything they can do or, just by yep. being human you are imbued with value
0: which is actually one of the most difficult things for if somebody is saying I'm an atheist or I don't believe that yeah. God exists, Tough to base. it's very difficult for them to find a reason for the dignity and worth of human, human beings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like if somebody is saying that their worldview excludes any kind of higher power or excludes God completely, they really have a difficult time coming up with a basis for why they don't like racism. They really have a difficult time. I mean, if they really think about it, they'll I mean, say they don't like they can they choose like it, to. It, just can like choose to right. Right. But but no. without the image of God, those those arguments
2: Fall flat. Well, well, and
1: if you think about not only uh, – and again, the church is full – our history is full of ups and downs, things we got wrong, things we got right. So I don't want to pretend that's not true. But if you think about things like the uh, anti-racism bent of so many today or – protecting people with disabilities. Uh-huh. like These are ideas that exist in Western society because of Christianity. Yes. Yeah. These are ideas, if you just trace out the history, that Christians were the ones saying, we were the ones starting hospitals, starting orphanages, because we were saying these people have value, that we don't throw human beings away. We They're deal- not
0: valuable because they can produce, because right. they can contribute to society, because they have a certain set of skills. They're valuable because they... Because they, they exist are. in the first
3: it's place. Such because a they exist. Picture. That's right. Yeah.
1: Because they exist. Yeah,
3: and I think as Christians, sometimes we're really good at that with certain people, certain things, like uh, sanctity of human life. All we're the it. ones that are saying this is why it matters is because they're they're made in the image of God. I think uh, sometimes we lose sight of that when someone is on a different uh, side of uh, a strongly held ideology. Yep. Whether they are a part of the quote unquote woke community and we I mean Christians can can talk about people as if they are worthless yeah uh, based on what they believe or politically don't believe. or right
0: societally and,
3: it, and as Christians we're on the right side of the argument a lot of times I mean with the sanctity of human life and uh, how we treat people with dignity I mean with dignity and respect regardless of their intellectual capacity regardless of their age all of that. I think as Christians, we ought to be careful of whenever we're devaluing someone based on ideology, because that happens more now than probably any time in my lifetime uh, as the polarization increases between conservative and liberal kind of ideologies.
2: And it's such an unbelievable picture that the God of the universe did make us image bearers and all the implications we just talked about, but, and what that means. So it's, yeah, it's just a beautiful picture of his love for us and and who we are in Christ and in him.
3: Yeah, by the time this airs, I'll have already preached this sermon. But the the, the sermon that I'm actually preparing for right now is the feeding of the 5,000. And mm. one of the things that is my first point and that struck me is that when Jesus looked out on the crowd, it says he had compassion for they were like sheep without a shepherd. And I think when Jesus looks at people, he he has compassion on them um and that is just that was just striking to me because they were you know the the disciples were actually trying to get away from people just to go to a remote area so they could get right yeah some rest and eat. they just want to sit down right and those people beat them to their sh- to their shore and still jesus had compassion on them i think you know if, if i can begin to see people as uh, image bearers and as sacred, I think C.S. Lewis was again said that you know you will never come into contact with just an ordinary hmm. thing when you talk uh-huh. about a person. You will either talk about you'll be either sitting next to somebody who will be of infinite glory someday or an infinite horror, but they're never just. Normal because God didn't make them. God, make, I mean, didn't make them normal. He made them in His in His image.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because you know, growing up in the church in the nineties, you know, there was a huge emphasis on what we watched or what we listened to, and it was typically didn't include sex or curse words or and and I'll leave that for a, a different podcast another day. But uh, this is the kind of thing we were never thinking about. Mm. Does this cheapen human life? Right. Does yeah. this uh, change the way I think about certain people? I mean, like, I would say, for example, you know, we, we have a lot of Christian families who rightfully would be concerned about, for example, what they let their kids watch uh, yeah. and the morality of it. And that's good. That's right. Uh, but they would have a cable news program on in their living room that reduces certain people down to less than image bears, demonizes them, hates them, and wouldn't think twice about... The intake of that. And so, you know, I would just say one of the implications of people being made in the image of God is anything that lessens the value of another human being, in my mind or in society, is bad. It's wrong, it's not good. It is not fitting for me to take in whether that other group of people are the pe- people who disagree with me politically, or a minority group, or refugees, or uh, people who don't have jobs, or I'm trying to cover all the political bases, right? Whatever that group is, anything that that has me think of them as less than inherently value be valuable because of their image-bearing uh, nature, I, I need to get rid of. I need to um to rid myself of it's not ultimately good.
3: Yeah, cuz when you think about it, you know, when God looks at uh, the whole spectrum of humanity, I think the difference between me and let's say Adolf Hitler is probably not as no, great as it is. probably not I as great know, as we think it would be. If God's going, yeah, that sh- that shade's really, I mean, it made him less of my image. I mean, he did a lot more evil. I just think it, we we tend to think of ourselves as being bright and shining examples. Maybe I should just say me of a bright and shining example of somebody made in God's image and somebody who uh, I see and I and I talk about as being less than that. They are much less than what I am, and I I think we ought to be careful of that yeah, too.
1: And that the wave of hate is made up of lots of little drops of water. I mean, I think that's the thing. Is like the. The degradation of our culture now and the way we we're not able to speak to right. each other. We're not you know, so it's easy to go, well, really, what difference does it make what I watch, what I listen to, what I say, what I think? I'm one person in a world of eight billion people. And it's like, yeah, but but this is how these things happen. Yeah. It's the collection of all these little things we say, we think, we allow. And I think Christians are ones to say, listen, everyone's not right and what everyone's doing is not okay but everyone has value. Yeah, yes. And the minute we start stripping people of their value, I'm out as a Christian. I, I, I can't participate. I won't be part of it. Uh, I think it, it, it's impossible to know, but if every Christian started to think that way, it would create a wave of a different kind. Right. And even with your comparison of yourself to to
0: Adolf Hitler, I think there are some important you know, factors in play there. Number one, as a follower of Jesus, you're redeemed and indwelt by the Holy Spirit, which means that you know your base impulses may be checked in a way right. that. But but that doesn't mean that the capability is not there for somebody to become more and more. Uh, and then also it's a question of opportunity, you know, right. for for something like that to happen. I'm sure that at one point Adolf Hitler didn't wake up when he was an eight year old kid and say, I'm "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to." Yeah. You know, I'm going to initiate one of the greatest and largest genocides in the yeah, history of the world,
3: and that goes back to what Zach was saying. It ta- it's it's little steps, little drops that make the wave, right? And so, I think that we we need to be people that are always looking to uh,
0: to reinforce the idea that people are sacred, people are worthwhile, right? and have value simply because of their, their they're made, made in an the image visited, of
2: God. Right? Yeah.